Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. Find themselves in sixth place. Reynolds for Connor. Yeah, there we go, Selwyn Cobbo from Saturday night. A hat trick for the Broncos. They broke a two-game losing streak. They're up 18-0 at halftime. Corey Parker on the Monday means test. Corey, I know you were in the Fox studio Saturday night, and your words were prolific, I thought, at halftime. 18-0 up. If Brisbane think they're a top-eight team, they need to go on with this. They need to put the foot down and put the Knights away. They didn't. No, they didn't. I mean, 28 points to 10 was the final score, 18-0 at halftime, as I mentioned. But um, I just want to – I don't want to sound like a neg- negative Nelly in that regard because the Broncos got away with two points. But they are coming into the semifinals. They are coming into the semifinals. They are not quite locked in as yet. Now, they had an opportunity at 18 points up against the Newcastle Knights who were diabolical. They were awful. Um, could not score points. Uh, the Newcastle Knights uh, completed about 12 more sets than the Broncos. They had 77 tackles inside 50, 36 into, inside 20, and couldn't find that across the line. Uh, yet the Broncos, they bumbled around, they stumbled, they ended up finding 18 points before half time, and they didn't go on with it. They had an opportunity to really go on with it in the second half, um, and, and, and they didn't, um, but they did get the job done. What do you put that down to? Well, they're in a bit of a holding pattern at the moment, in my opinion, for the Broncos. They have achieved so well this year. Um, They've done exceedingly a lot better than probably most thought. Um, And my hand's up there too. I didn't think they would be that high up in the competition at different stages. The last few weeks they did come back down. Um, Whether they are having the hangover that I've mentioned about origin and they're still finding their feet after that, uh, but their litmus test will come this week. Melbourne Storm. Yep. Suncorp Stadium, they're arch rivals, uh, and Melbourne found some great form against Penrith the other day, so this will be their litmus test coming forward. Well, I, I may mention of this at the beginning of the show. This is Fight Friday Night or Fight Night. Yeah. I'll spit it out. See, I've, I've tripped myself up. Friday Night, Fight Night. For both the Lions and Broncos, yes. both playing at the same time. There's going to be the best part of 75,000 in southeast Queensland sitting at various stadiums, be it Suncorp or be it the Gabba. I say that because even though the Broncos will keep playing after mm. Friday night, it's how deep they'll go into the yes. finals. If if they if they do well against the Storm, if they beat them, geez, that gives them a lot of hope to go deep in September, doesn't it? Well, it certainly does. Um, but it will certainly give them a real good indication of exactly where they're at. Now, mm. I've got no doubt, be, and this is just human nature, there'll be some individuals within that organisation or team that think they're going a lot better than what they really are. There's some real realists in that team. The experienced guys, speaking to Adam Reynolds after the game, he wasn't impressed. Wasn't impressed with the second half. Yes, they got the two points, but um, a lot of work to be done. Uh, so they've they got a lot of youth in that side, so they need some real hard 
um, real conversations this week coming up against Melbourne Storm, who have been there time and time again over the last two decades. Um, mm. And, and you know, they fired a shot last week against an understrength Penrith side, but they fancy themselves against the Broncos. They've got a terrific record against the Broncos, nearly an 80% win record. It's incredible the win record that the Melbourne Storm have over the Broncos. Second of that, they love playing at Suncorp. 13-13-55, so. Corey Parker, our guest, as he is every Monday for the Monday Means Test. If you've got a question for Coza, uh, now is the time to ask it. Um, we, I, I love this time of year, Corey, mm. because we put out our bold predictions. We do it every week, yeah. the Monday Means Test. And I think the first time that you and I spoke in the studio, we'd written the Melbourne Storm off. Their season's done. <laughs> they can't. Now they have just buried Penrith. And they buried the first time in nearly a decade. It was seven yeah. years holding them scoreless mm. in their own backyard. Well, the last team to hold Penrith scoreless was the Melbourne, Melbourne Storm. Storm. Yeah. Um, but look, let's not get too carried away. They had five stars out, Penrith Panthers. No Luai, no Kikau, no, uh, no Cleary, no Taylor May. Uh, there was a few players out. Kikau did play, rather. Um, so they did have a few out. And but they're they're going to be like but that. They're Melbourne to, didn't yeah. have Jerome Hughes. Yeah, um, Pappenhausen's Pappen not there. Yeah. They get this time of year, don't they? Um, they they just do. I, I still don't think they have the team to beat Penrith on their day. Um, I, I just so think at full strength, Penrith still go through. I, I firmly believe that. Yep. Um, I, I just think Melbourne's right edge uh, are too inconsistent defensively, and off the back of that, I don't think they can go where they need to go. Uh, deep into uh, September. All right, let's talk Cowboys. Uh, they were shot down by the hot chalks. And I say hot, five in a row. Mm. Uh, the Roosters, 32 to 18. Yep. Were you concerned about what you saw from the cows? Not really. Not really. I mean, the cows have shown this year that they have been up for a long time. Like They have put performances together for a long time now. Highly emotional week for the club and some individuals within that side. Uh, they play against the Roosters who have now picked up their fifth win in a row. They're in a really good groove at the moment, the Roosters. Um, I'm not too concerned about the Cowboys. Second best defensive team in the competition. I always bang on about defence, but it wins comps. It just does. And I I look at that game, and everyone from the Roosters' front row, the two props and the hooker, score. It was a weekend of scoring for props, Benny. (laughs) They all got a try and then a couple. 13 tries from front rowers. How good. It gives me a smile. (laughs) It gives me a smile. Um, But... If you have an entire front row scoring against you, mm. what's your middle defence? Yeah, look, like? they were off. They were off. There's no two ways about it. They were off in that regard. Uh, you ask the question, am I too concerned? No, I'm not. I mean, when you look at you know, their starting middles, I mean, Jason Taumalolo had 68 run metres. Like, that's that just numbers you don't even put alongside Jace. Cullen, Is that an off day for the Cowboys? Cullen, Is that a great day for the Roosters Cullen, middle? Cullen Hess had 16 run metres, starting prop. Uh, I, I just think... The, the Cowboys have been up for a real long period of time. They had a short turnaround going into that game. Um, highly emotional week. They'll write that one off. They'll be better come this weekend at home. I know yesterday was the last day of the Echo, and the rides up, down, flipping around, and it seemed like that was this weekend of footy, round yeah. 22. You were sitting on the sideline at Seabus at Rabina watching the what, – what the hell were you watching? We're, <laughs> we're looking at a team, Manly, full of superstars who – were fighting for their season, season against the team that's yeah. sitting bottom of the ladder. Now no longer sitting bottom of the ladder because the Titans all of a sudden remembered how to play. Yeah, they did. Um, so much so they put 44 points on the Manly Seagulls who, as you said, were fighting for their season. They were clinging on life support going into that game. Yeah. Desi Hasler was coaching game 300 for Manly. 
there was a lot riding on that, and they threw in a performance that was very, very, very disappointing. Um, yes, the Titans won, and they did a really terrific job because uh, Tino Fa'asua Malawi's partner, Jordan, was giving birth on the day. Fair excuse not to be there. Yep. But losing their best player on the, the day of the game was going to be a difficult one. They got it, they got it done. Uh, so the question is, well, where has that been? Yeah. Where has that been all season? All right, well, what does that tell you then? Does it, does it say that whatever has been going on with the Titans and everyone's pointing fingers and looking at Justin Holbrook, mm. but then the players have to own responsibility. Where does a performance like that come from and, and who's responsible for it? Well, look, first and foremost, the players have got to own their own performance. They, they just do. Yeah. There's got to be some accountability and responsibility. I firmly believe that in all performances. So why does uh, it take them 11 weeks? It's Magic yeah, Round was the last question. time they won. Yeah, 10 weeks ago, Magic Round, yeah. as you mentioned. So uh, it's a really good question, though. Manly Seagulls quite simply didn't turn up. Um, the, the Titans are a better side than where they were. They were dead last on the, in the competition. Um, Has the Pride jersey done more damage to well, Manly than we, than we think? To hear, yeah, interesting to hear the comments from Daly Cherry Evans was saying that, yeah, no, that there hasn't affected them at all. However, our football's not suggesting that. They haven't won a game since. No. Haven't won a game since that day. So, and, and their, their season's gone. They're finished. They're done. They're, they'll make up the numbers for the rest of the season. They may spoil a few people on the way, but their season is effectively over, which is really disappointing considering where they were at yesterday. Coming to the game yesterday on life support, they were still an opportunity to go further in this competition. Desi Hasler's 300th, and they tossed up that. I want to turn our attention to the Bulldogs because they've got a new coach as yeah. of next season. Cameron Serraldo signed for, wait for it, Sit down, everyone, if you're not already, if you haven't come across this news, a five-year deal for a coach who has never been a head coach before. Five-year deal. So let, let, let's go back and see who was the last coach to have a five-year deal. Anthony Seabold at the Broncos. He was. Benji Marshall. Yeah. <laughs> He's just well, recently he, signed a five-year deal. But he hasn't done anything No, that's right. Yet. No, that's fair too. So uh, all, right. all, all the raps on Serraldo, I mean, he, he he's coached a 20 side by himself. He's been involved in the... Penrith Panthers system, and both assistants at the Panthers have now landed head coaching roles. They, yep. they, they're doing a lot of things right now. Um, Five years. One of my it. colleagues, Brandy Alexander, years. has a huge opinion of him, um, and, and as does every other player that's come out of that place. Five years, Corey. Five years is a long. <laughs> it, it, the interesting thing, this is this is the beauty of rugby league, right? Gus Gould took over the Bulldogs, and he was very open and honest in saying that their next coach will be an experienced coach and he'll do this and he'll do that. They sign an inexperienced coach for five <laughs> years. So throw well, it up in the air. All right. I, I, I see I see the sense behind it where you can go, right, this is stability. Yeah. Locking this bloke in for five years and you're wanting to attract the best players and they know who their coach is going to be for the next five years. I, I get that. But, but wasn't that exactly what was happening at the Broncos with yeah. Anthony Seabolt? Yeah, well, there was a... Fair bit happening at the Broncos with Anthony Seabold. So mm. that's a story for another time. But uh, Cameron Serraldo, I don't know the terms of the five years. It could be a three-year with two-year option. I'm not sure. There could be some uh, you know, bonuses involved there. I like it. Now, the only way you get an opportunity to coach in first grade is by coaching first grade. Um, you know, Trent Barrett had coached Manly Seagulls. The, he then went and coached at... Uh, reserve, uh, assistant at Penrith before then going to the Bulldogs. Seraldo is a completely different person. He's got a great temperament. I've had a little bit to do with Seraldo. 
Uh, he's got some wonderful players. That's the other thing. He's going to a club. They've got Kikau. They've got Reed Marnie there next year. They're, they're finishing this year with a big bang. Um, I think he'll be okay. All right. Speaking of finishing with a big bang, uh, before I get your prediction for Bronco Storm on Friday night, mm. I need your best Mel Meninga story. This is Question Without Notice because Mel, coming up after 11 o'clock, joining the SENQ family, uh, you've been coached by him, Corey. He was part of the, the dynasty mm. for Queensland, obviously the Australian coach. He's got some big decisions to make. I can see your mind ticking over the conversation. I'm just trying to think what stories are, are valid to tell on radio. <laughs> <laughs> I knew exactly that's where you were going. What makes him that coach then? You came into that yeah. dynasty. Oh, well, he yeah. demands enormous respect just from his playing career and obviously what he was able to do and achieve in the game. Um, from my experiences with, with, with Mal, that's what does make him so special. He's just that presence, that that persona, that that personality he has, no matter what room he walks into. I've been in rooms when there's been some pretty heavy hitters and they all gravitate towards Big Malcolm. So in the Origin Arena, the biggest thing he brought back that, that was evident to me was the history. Why you're playing for the Maroon jersey. Mm. What that Maroon jersey is like. Why it is so special. And he had he was dealing with 17, 18, 20 of the best players in Queensland. And you got some pretty fair players that believe in the story that's being told um, from a person like Mal. Um, so powerful, so powerful. Like, in terms of technicalities of the, of the game of rugby league, there's I, I've been coached by some really technical people. You know, Tim Sheens would probably be the best in that regard, real innovative style. Mal gets the DNA of what the game is needs, particularly origin, particularly origin. And he really sort of enforced that to the group uh, and, and that resonated towards all the players. Big Malcolm, after 11 o'clock this morning here on a CNQ, if you've got any questions for Mal, 13 13 55. Corey, before we let you go on this Monday morning, Bronco Storm, Friday night, mm. where do you see your old team? Who do you see winning? Oh. Based, if I'm basing purely on performances, what I've seen over recent weeks, well, Melbourne, you'd have to probably lean more towards them. Now, I, I certainly hope the Broncos can get the job done. It's going to be extremely difficult. The fact that Melbourne love playing the Broncos, got a terrific win record against the Broncos, throw Jerome Hughes into that mix. Also, it's going to be an, it's, it should be an absolute cracker. Now, I, I'm, I hope Hughes plays, and I want to see the show off, showdown between Reynolds and Hughes. All right. I, I, I should have been better. Mm. And asking that question, who's going to win? I mean, where, where, you know, I need to I ask. I didn't give you an answer, did I? No, but no. Here's, here's the question that should have been asked. You've been on the Broncos coaching staff. Yep. Let's put your coaching hat back on. Yep. Who do you target? What do you do? How do you beat the Melbourne Storm? Well, I, I target the middle. I, I target the middle of the Melbourne Storm and try and tie them out quite well. And then when you've tied them out and you've generated a fair bit of uh, play the ball speed through the middle, Get out to their edges. Hetherington and Jensen, for me, can do that. Particularly to their right-hand side. Uh, so that would be Marion Seve, our left-hand side, so Corey Oates and co. Um, I'd really like to see some fast, uh, direct running through the middle. Mm. So tie up their middle with some you know, with some defensive um, workload and then get out to that left-hand side, which is their right. Well, there you have it. Thanks for listening. You can catch the show live on air on your app or online. It's 693 SENQ every Monday morning from 9. 
It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.